Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. It's a great day to be an American, a great day for truth, justice, and the American way. The Great America Show's longtime motto, by the way. After months of faltering and wavering, posturing and delaying, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy finally announcing the opening of an impeachment inquiry into our corrupt, impaired, compromised puppet president. The Speaker announcing the inquiry saying he's seen compelling evidence of Biden's corruption and bribery thanks to the investigating committees of the U.S. Congress. House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now, here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his sons and his sons' business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shell companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. 
Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role in Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company. Finally, despite these serious allegations, it appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration. Treatment that not otherwise would have received if they were not related to the president. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. And they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the President would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. Now, I do not make this decision lightly. And regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale, and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the President and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. We are committed to getting the answers for the American public. Nothing more, nothing less. We will go wherever the evidence takes us. Congressman Matt Gates took to the House floor following McCarthy's announcement. He called McCarthy out for failing to live up to his agreement with the House Freedom Caucus, and Gates says he's serving notice to the Speaker. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We have had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6th tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, you relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the Speaker isn't real. At this point during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times. And we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. 
power of the subpoena and power of the purse. Only thing the 118th Congress is known for at this point is electing Kevin McCarthy speaker and underwriting Biden's debt. And unfortunately, there's only one of those things we can remediate at this time power of the purse. Our leadership right now is asking us to vote for a continuing resolution. A vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the Green New Deal, a vote to continue inflationary spending, and in the most troubling of fashions, a vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the election interference of Jack Smith. Mr. Speaker, we told you how to use the power of the purse. Individual, single subject spending bills that would allow us to have specific review, programmatic analysis, and that would allow us to zero out the salaries of the bureaucrats who have broken bad, targeted President Trump, or cut sweetheart deals for Hunter Biden. September 30th is rapidly approaching, and you have not put us in a position to succeed. There is no way to pass all the individual appropriations bills now. And it's not like we didn't know when September 30th was going to show up on the calendar. I must be better. You must be better. And this House must be better, for it is the last best hope for tens of millions of Republicans. We demand real oversight against this weaponized government. Just look at the bribery. If tens of millions of dollars flowing from foreign corrupt people into the bank accounts of the Biden family wasn't enough for actual impeachment, why were we even looking? Joe Biden deserves impeachment for converting the vice presidency into an ATM machine for virtually his entire family. We all see it. We all know it. Now, moments ago, Speaker McCarthy endorsed an impeachment inquiry. This is a baby step following weeks of pressure from House conservatives to do more. We must move faster. Now, I will concede that the votes I have called for will likely fail term limits, balanced budgets, maybe even impeachment. I am prepared for that eventuality because at least if we take votes, the American people get to see who's fighting for them and who's willing to tolerate more corruption and business as usual. Mr. Speaker, dust off our written January agreement. You have a copy. Reflect on the spirit of that agreement and build on the start that we had moments ago. Begin to comply. No continuing resolutions, individual spending bills or bust, votes on balanced budgets and term limits, subpoenas for Hunter Biden and the members of the Biden family who've been grifting off of this country, and the impeachment for Joe Biden that he so richly deserves. Do these things or face a motion to vacate the chair. And let me alert the country, a motion to vacate might not pass at first, but it might before the 15th vote. And if Democrats bail out McCarthy, as they may do, then I will lead the resistance to this uniparty and the Biden-McCarthy-Jeffries government that they are attempting to build. I know that Washington isn't a town where people are known for keeping their word. Well, Speaker McCarthy, I'm here to hold you to yours. I yield back. Obviously, the Republicans mean business and they're taking on corruption in the swamp at the highest level. And the conservatives and Republican Party mean to bring Biden and his crime family to account. A new development in the China virus origin story, a whistleblower testifying to Congress that the CIA bribed agency researchers and analysts to say that the China virus, as I've always referred to it, didn't originate in a Wuhan laboratory. 
A panel of seven analysts, six of them given significant sums of money by the agency to change their position on the virus origins. The CIA, of course, denying the whistleblower's recollection and vowing to do a full investigation. Let's see, it's been four years ago. I'd say the CIA has just about run out the clock on the uh, laboratory in Wuhan story. Well, we'll see. As I've always said from the outset of the pandemic, that China engineered the virus to release to the world. Now, here is a clip from my show back on April 29th of 2020, talking with China expert Gordon Chang on the Lou Dobbs Tonight Show. To me, it's, it is remarkable the number of people are surprised by the way China is conducting itself. It is clear that it is a malign actor when it doesn't warn the world of the origin and the spread of this deadly virus, irrespective of whether they engineered it or not. I personally believe uh, it's entirely possible that they engineered the Wuhan virus. But what they did after that, is absolutely unconscionable, uh, inexcusable, uh, and every every person on this planet should be outraged by the conduct of the Communist Party of China. It is indeed the China virus, and as I have said then and still say, I believe they engineered that virus and are responsible for millions of lives lost because China refused to warn the world. Let's turn now to our guest today. Joining us is investigative journalist Laura Loomer. Laura, great to have you with us. We're delighted to have you on The Great America Show. I haven't seen you since we were in Springfield, Missouri at Mike Lindell's Election Summit 2024. It's terrific of you to be with us here on the show. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me on. It was a pleasure meeting you. You're a total icon, and uh, I'm definitely a fan, and so it was a real pleasure and treat to meet you. I was not expecting it whatsoever, and uh, it was a true honor to meet you in Missouri a couple weeks ago. And to wow. be back on your show again. Really enjoyed talking with you and seeing you there. Uh, and it was an interesting summit. I, I want to just take a second to talk about uh, that summit. Uh, here's Michael Lindell, who's under uh, attack from the left, and <laughs> as we all are, it seems. But he, he's managing to come up with a a, a voting uh, detection device uh, that will show whether or not voting machines, electronic voting machines, are connected to the Internet. Uh, he has representatives from 50 states there talking about what they're doing to secure the election for 2024 and those states that will be having elections uh, this fall. Uh, your reaction to the summit? Well, I thought it was incredibly generous of Mike Lindell to host a conference that he didn't charge uh, ticket admission prices for. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but uh, I was I was told that the conference actually cost Mike Lindell one million dollars to put on and he did not charge people uh, to enter the conference. He actually catered breakfast, lunch and dinner. Uh, both days and paid for the lodging for different speakers and guests. And uh, you you just have to ask yourself, where's the Republican Party? Why is a pillow salesman supposed to be responsible, right? It's quite humorous. It, it is, <laughs> Why is humorous. a pillow salesman in charge of organizing an election integrity summit for the nation's leading election integrity activists? Where's the Republican Party? And thank <laughs> God we have Mike Lindell, because not many people would be willing to put out a million dollars of their own money uh, for the sake of holding a conference for everybody to attend, regardless of whether they can afford it. 
Absolutely. And he's a great American, uh, you know, with just a, a limitless energy and drive and working for the country. Uh, and you, you refer to him as a pillow salesman. and I think many people do. But now you look at that list of products that he has and the support that he's giving uh, to just uh, merchants and vendors of all sorts on his uh, online uh, on his online systems. I mean, he's uh, he's quite an entrepreneur uh, and, and is a great guy on, uh, to top it all off. And I think that machine that he came up with, a machine is my quaint way of calling the advanced technology a machine. He, they styled it as a wireless monitoring device. Uh, and anyone will be able to tell. What did you think of that idea? Well, I think it's a really interesting and unique idea because uh, for so long, right, our uh, elected officials were gaslighting us telling us that these machines could not connect to the internet, even though they were making the same arguments in 2016 after President Trump won. So uh, they were accusing Russians of hacking into machines and saying that these machines were not secure because they could connect to the internet. Uh, but then after uh, Joe Biden was able to steal the election, they started denying that the machines could connect to the internet. So it's a lot of double speak from uh, our elected officials. I think that it's a national security uh, risk. It's also uh, a threat to the sanctity of our elections to have these machines that connect to the internet. And so uh, it's definitely a very clever idea. And I'm surprised that the media didn't talk about it more. Yeah, it, well, it's, uh, that's always the case. It seems with, uh, the, with Mike Lindell, they, they, just I think truly hate the man because he is such a, a Trump supporter, such a patriot, uh, everything that they are not. That is, he's a man of integrity. Uh, he is a man of great passion for this country. Uh, and he is, as I said, a supporter of Donald Trump. And that takes out the corporate left wing national media uh, in one swell foop, uh, if you will. Uh, let, let's turn to the, the big news today, Laura, and that is Kevin. Kevin McCarthy has gotten religion. He comes back from the recess and says, announces today, an impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden. Your reaction? Well, look, I find it to be really interesting that his announcement for the inquiry into Joe Biden comes the same day, right? It's uh, quite humorous. The same day that members of the Freedom Caucus said that they were going to be having a press conference to talk about whether they're going to motion to vacate uh, the the speaker's chair. Uh, and this is just typical of Kevin McCarthy, right? He, he talks a big talk and we all know that he was never going to impeach Joe Biden. I'm happy to see that he finally called for an in inquiry. Uh, but it's sad that uh, that it had to take threats from from members of the Freedom Caucus and uh, high-profile conservatives and media uh, threatening to uh, motion to vacate in order to get Kevin McCarthy to do his job. But uh, but this is the exact reason why I said he wasn't qualified to be Speaker of the House. So many people warned that Kevin McCarthy wasn't going to be the leader that we need uh, in these in these perilous times that we're currently living in. Uh, but unfortunately, he's Speaker of the House. So we'll see what happens. Right. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't really think that Kevin McCarthy is going to be as forceful as is required uh, in dealing with the Democrats in this impeachment. He already said several years ago, if you go back and read previous uh, statements he's made 
that he wasn't going to impeach Biden for political reasons. Well, everything is political, right? Everything is political. We're He's talking the- about corruption. We're talking about a crime family that, that that bribed people in foreign nations. And we're talking about a guy who who lied about uh, business dealings with his son uh, that directly relates to his position as the former vice president and now the current illegitimate occupant of the White House. So it is political. It is political. Everything in that town is political uh, and uh, just about everything in the country is political one way or the other, as you as you say. Uh, My problem with Kevin McCarthy is he's a rhino. Uh, He is also a a very, uh, to me, an untalented politician. Uh, That's uh, odd, I suppose, for some to hear me say that uh, because he is Speaker of the House. But he is handpicked by Paul Ryan, uh, who was handpicked by John Boehner. And I have to say that's a legacy uh, and a succession that is not one of great uh, great credit or honor these are three of the worst uh, speakers in the history of this country it's uh, it's awful in point of fact uh, the way in which the republican conference has behaved when they had an opportunity to put forward real leaders and by that i'm talking about actually the right now we have three great leaders in uh, jim jordan uh, james comer and jason smith uh, the chairman of the uh, the Judiciary, the Oversight yes. and Ways and Means Committees, and they're doing a marvelous job. They have, uh, through their uh, diligent investigation and far-flung investigation and whistleblowers stepping forward, we finally have the goods on Joe Biden. And I, I can't wait to see what the next steps are. And I would only argue this, Laura, not to take uh, you know exception, <laughs> but I, I, I would argue that right now I believe that the leaders of the House conference are Comer and Jordan and Smith. These are they are the ones getting the heavy lifting done. Uh, James Comer working through the recess. The man has been tireless in his efforts, uh, as have all three. Your thoughts? Well, you you called uh, Speaker McCarthy an untalented politician, and I'd say that you could have just stopped with untalented full stop. Right. I mean, this is a guy, as you said, uh, he's tied in with the worst of the worst of the uh, GOP establishment. People like Paul Ryan, who is currently on the board of, of, of Fox News and has publicly stated that if President Trump uh, receives the GOP nomination, that he's not going to attend the convention and that he wouldn't vote for him. And so you're right. How is it that we can have somebody like Kevin McCarthy be the Speaker of the House or effectively the leader of the, the House Republicans in Congress uh, when he really isn't even on the same page with the MAGA uh Trump base that is pushing and calling for these investigations. Uh, Speaker McCarthy, as I as I just pointed out, uh, was always against impeaching Joe Biden. And he said long before he was ever uh, made Speaker of the House that he wouldn't be impeaching Joe Biden for political reasons. So I agree with your assessment. I think that uh, the concessions that were made uh, during the speaker's vote in which it took 15 votes for Kevin McCarthy to be speaker. And you saw that now this new rule allows for one member of Congress to call for a motion to vacate. I think that that has Kevin McCarthy uh, behaving as more of a reactionary as opposed to a leader. I don't know if you would agree with that, but I think that he's he's acting uh, more out of his own fear that members of Congress will call for a motion to vacate as opposed to his own true desire to see Joe Biden and Hunter Biden investigated for crimes that they've committed. 
I think as you intimated, Laura, uh, that uh, today his his future was hanging by a thread, if uh, you will, uh, because the Freedom Caucus was about to make a move. Uh, and I know that uh, Congressman Matt Gates meant business when he said uh, you're going to either lead or you're going to be uh, removed. Uh, and we've got a surprise uh, announcement for you on the other side of this when it comes to the impeachment inquiry. Stay with us. We're talking with great American investigators journalist Laura Loomer. We continue in just one moment. Stay with us here on The Great America Show. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back. We're talking with Laura Loomer and uh, I think a terrific uh, reporter, a journalist, uh, and just uh, filled with great original ideas and original reporting. And uh, we're delighted to have her with us today. Uh, Before we went to the break, I was suggesting we'd have a surprise announcement here. Well, here it is. And it is coming to us uh, via Breitbart News. Mitt Romney is backing the impeachment inquiry of President Biden. Laura, does that shock you as much as it does me? (laughs) Wow, it does. Yeah. I mean, look, people like Mitt Romney, they're not really known for doing anything that uh, is in the interest of our country or in the interest of President Trump or in the interest of law and order. So I guess I am uh, quite shocked to hear that news. Well, it means that uh, maybe some people are coming to their senses. Uh, you were talking about Kevin McCarthy operating as a motivated more out of fear than true leadership and yeah. values. Uh, I think that that might also be said of Mitt Romney and I and a a large number of Republican members of the U.S. Senate. I yeah, think speaking, they will... speaking of Mitt Romney, he was uh-huh. I released photos yesterday. I, I was able to exclusively obtain photographs of Mitt Romney. A friend of mine sent them to me as they were leaving the Palm Beach International Airport. He was actually spotted traveling solo uh, flying commercial uh, yesterday at the Palm Beach International Airport, which is, of course, located in President Trump's hometown, Palm Beach. And uh, the state, Florida, where you have uh, Governor Ron DeSantis uh, also running for president. So it is kind of interesting if you look at these photographs you see Mitt Romney sitting there with a baseball cap uh, on and he was actually wearing a mask too so uh, I think it's uh, kind of strange that Mitt Romney on a Monday on 9-11 is traveling solo by himself wearing a mask doesn't have any security with him isn't flying private it's he's he's an odd figure but yeah well I respect I, I happen to respect that what I'm talking about like flying commercial is that he's traveling solo and it's a Monday right you're you're talking about members of Congress being back in office sure. and it's just it's interesting because we often look at 
the state of our country. And it's it's laughable, right, that members of Congress just went on a recess uh, in the middle of all these indictments and heightened weaponized government in our country. And it's just a reminder of these the fact that these politicians are getting paid on our taxpayer dime to do what? I mean, not many people can say that they're just, you know, traveling back from from Palm Beach, uh, Palm Beach Island on a Monday. Right. It's these politicians are not living in reality. And uh, despite the fact that they may be may be back in Washington this week, I don't really feel like they are as invested or as uh, in tune uh, with the dire state of our country. It doesn't seem to affect them as much as it's affecting all of us. I often wonder, what do these people do? They just seem to be able to travel so freely. And uh, we just have a crisis in our country right now. And it doesn't seem like anybody really wants to work. I, I was really shocked and appalled to see that members of Congress went on a recess. And uh, even though they're back and Kevin McCarthy has called for this inquiry into Joe Biden and the impeachment, I, I still feel like not enough is being done uh, to to stop or at least try to alleviate uh, a lot of the damage that's being caused in this country due to weaponized government. There is the D.C. swamp, which has a reality all unto itself. And I don't care how long, how many different personalities we send as our representatives, as our senators to, to Washington, D.C., they've become somehow uh, bogged down in the swamp and it alters them uh, in obvious ways. And it doesn't take very long, does it? No, it doesn't. And, and the rest of us are just trying to figure out why in the world is our, our southern border wide open. Why in the world is uh, on September 11th, the Biden administration sending six <laughs> billion dollars unbelievable to, to Iran? Is there a message there for the American people? Let's see. September 11th, Iran sending money, six billion dollars of our money to a terrorist state. It's preposterous and it's insulting. And it's not, by the way, coincidental in my judgment, Laura. No, it's absolutely not coincidental. But look, people people also need to remember, and I spent a lot of time on 9-11 highlighting this, uh, under, under the administration of Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden, of course, served as his vice president, uh, they emboldened Islamic jihadists. It was under their administration in which they completely uh, pushed to reform federal law enforcement and, and uh, made it so that agents within the FBI and uh, other federal and even uh, state um, uh, law enforcement agencies could not use the term Islamic terrorism when identifying or investigating acts of Islamic terrorism. And uh, as a result, it's it's emboldened uh, these uh, jihadists. They allowed for uh, members of known terrorist organizations and groups that like to refer to themselves as Islamic civil rights organizations in America to have meetings in the White House. Uh, it was under the Obama administration that uh, Obama and Eric Holder actually excused all of the terrorists in America who were found guilty during the Holy Land Foundation terrorism trial, our nation's largest terrorism financing trial, uh, to just walk free and not face any prosecution, not face any charges uh, for their crimes. And now these individuals are still operating freely in America where they're raising money for groups like Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, all of which were uh, further emboldened and supported. And then upon, uh, upon uh, being sworn into office, 
uh, immediately following the transition of power, uh, Joe Biden appointed uh, an individual by the name of Maher Batar uh, to one of our nation's highest uh, highest national security positions. And this is a guy who is extremely uh, anti-American, anti-Israel, has open associations with jihadist individuals. Uh, this is what these people represent. They hate America. And the quickest way to do that uh, to 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 further their anti-American agenda is to is to arm these uh, jihadists and terrorist regimes like the Islamic Republic of Iran with billions of dollars uh, of our taxpayer money to uh, further perpetuate their acts of Islamic terror. We saw this during the Obama administration, and I truly believe that it's Barack Hussein Obama who's controlling the Biden regime. It's like his third term, and this is right out of Obama's playbook. I don't know if you would agree with that, but. He loves he loves arming the Iranians, as we saw during his two terms as president of the United States. Yeah, I think that they are one and the same. Uh, and certainly the in, the inception of everything that is the Biden regime starts with the Obama uh, uh, presidency. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, we know that there were hi the highest level meetings, including the president in those meetings, uh, who brought forward the the Hillary Clinton uh, fake dossier accusing her opponent, one Donald J. Trump, of being a, an agent of the Russian government, colluding with the Russians. And preposterously, they intelligence chieftains under the President Obama managed to uh, gin that up and spin it out. And it stuck. It stuck for eight now, eight years of political persecution. And there is no doubt but what the Obama, uh, the Obama chieftains still reign supreme in the Biden regime. Uh, there's just no doubt about it, in my, in my uh, opinion. I agree with you 100 percent. And I think most Americans are starting to understand what it, this is. This is a Marxist dim takeover of both the Democrat Party and our federal government. There's not a single, to my knowledge, there's not a single agency of the federal government, not a department of the federal government, that is not under the control of the Marxist Dems. Are you? Yeah, I would. I would more? go even further. I would go even further. I would call it a Marxist jihadist takeover, right? Because it's this really dangerous red-green access, this red-green alliance mm -hmm. uh, between the communists and the Islamists, and uh, that's why you're seeing uh, jihadists emboldened, like we saw during the Obama administration and now the Biden regime. So it's important for people to understand that these elements work together. The Marxists and the jihadists are are uh, are working hand in hand. Uh, to completely subvert our country. We now have jihadists serving as members of Congress, okay? Look how far we've come since 9-11, uh, 22 years ago. I mean, it would have been unimaginable to have members of Congress after 9-11 who described 9-11 as some people did something. It would have been unimaginable to have members of Congress serving after 9-11 in the direct aftermath who refused to condemn groups like Hamas, uh, who refused to condemn groups like ISIS. But now we actually have, in addition to uh, an occupant of the White House sending billions of dollars to fund a terrorist regime, we have jihadist members of Congress. And I think that people just really need to sit and think about what this means for our country and how we got to this point. It, I was eight years old when 9-11 happened, but I just remember the country was extremely united in combating Islamic terrorism around the world and in our own country in the immediate aftermath of 9-11. And I just am completely sickened and disgusted to see not only that our country has forgotten about it 
and they've become totally desensitized to acts of Islamic terrorism. Uh, but they've actually promoted these individuals to the highest levels of our government, Lou. We're talking with Laura Loomer. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now talking with Laura Loomer. And Laura, I want to, I want to you know, if you would, take some time and tell our audience what you've been uh, reporting on, what you have revealed that's going on in Florida, uh, and also what is happening in this country as a result. Yeah, so uh, last weekend, I was actually uh, coming back from a hair appointment, and on the side of the highway in Altamont Springs, which is the Orlando area of Florida, there was a Nazi rally, and there were about 50 men who were waving swastika flags, and uh, I decided that I was going to pull over and go film them and kind of find out what was going on, you know, because it's kind of strange to see that in the middle of a highway. And uh, upon speaking with some of these individuals, uh, they were talking about how they love Joe Biden because Joe Biden is sending money to Ukraine. And it immediately got me thinking about the Azov Battalion, the Nazi militia in Ukraine, uh, which our taxpayer dollars are currently funding in this uh, war with Russia. And uh, one of the individuals who I captured on camera, uh, who had tattoos all over his face, uh, goes by the name Kent Boneface McClellan. And upon uh, doing further research uh, into uh, Boneface, I found that uh, he had actually been arrested in the state of Florida in 2012 on charges of domestic terrorism for planning a Nazi-style attack uh, in the central Florida area. He was arrested by the FBI, and yet in 2014, uh, he was able to become an asset uh, with the CIA uh, for the purpose of recruiting people to join Nazi militias in Ukraine. And uh, upon exposing this, uh, the, the story went completely viral, and uh, I was able to uh, obtain obtain a police body cam footage and a police report that shows uh, that he had an encounter with the Escambia County Police uh, Sheriff's Office about a year or so ago near our uh, naval base where they do information warfare training in Pensacola. I mean, it sounds really crazy. It sounds like something out of a sci-fi movie, right? <laughs> or some kind of Jason Bourne film. Uh, but this exactly. is really happening in America. And the reason I share this is because they were not hoping uh, or counting on me to obtain the original body camera footage and police report that showed unredacted 
uh, statements by these police officers that he was identified as a known member of a terrorist organization, uh, that his YouTube channel showed him uh, training overseas and killing Russians with uh, American military equipment, and that uh, his file said to contact the FBI and Border Patrol. And you can actually see this interaction on this body camera footage that I released. Well, just for the fun of it, right? I figured let's see what would come back if I requested the unred- the, the redacted police report or just the original police report. They redacted the police report, uh, Lou. And as you can probably imagine, the sections that they redacted uh, from the Escambia County Police Department are the parts in which they tied him to the FBI and the fact that he's a terrorist organization and a federal asset going overseas and, uh, you know, fighting and killing Russians. And so you have to ask yourself, right? When we look back and we see that Joe Biden launched his entire campaign based off of the Charlottesville lie and this lie that Donald Trump is a white supremacist and a Nazi. And you have the DOJ saying that white supremacy and the rise of Nazis in America is the biggest terror threat in our country. And then you see that the Biden regime is actually using known real Nazi domestic terrorists who were arrested by the feds years ago for acts of uh, white supremacy terrorism. It's just a big gaslighting operation. And when you see that they're sending these assets overseas for the purpose of recruiting more Nazis to fight uh, against the Russians in Ukraine, you just you just see how sick and depraved our government truly has become. And you also realize that these pop up Nazi rallies and white supremacist movements that the media and the Biden regime love to always blame on Trump are not actually Trump supporters. I have video admissions from these Nazis saying that they're Biden supporters. Yeah, well, we there is an entire uh, campaign of disinformation about, quote unquote, domestic terrorism in this country that is fully financed by the FBI and the Department of Justice, uh, it, it, by Homeland Security as well. I mean, it gets crazier and crazier. Is it Russian disinformation? Right. Is it is it uh, <laughs> mental health issues because of a, a, a life of using drugs? I mean, what is going on here, in your opinion? No, it really he really is a federal asset. And so uh, I was able to uh, to prove this this last week. And of course, the media doesn't want to talk about this, the story, uh, even though I provided all the documentation. Right. Uh, but it's what we've been saying forever. You constantly see these stories where the media says, oh, look, a white supremacist did this a Nazi did this. And they immediately jump and blame uh, Trump supporters. And that's exactly what leftist representatives in the Florida legislature did upon seeing this video. And then I said, no, they're on video. Here's the recording of them. I'm saying they support Biden, uh, but it's scary to know that uh, that our that our government is actually utilizing known violent criminals, people who have and this guy had just been arrested for burglary, domestic assault, home invasion several months ago. Uh, they're using violent criminals, OK, as assets for the sake of not only pushing information warfare, but also for recruiting people uh, to go fight in this war uh, overseas. And uh, they have no problem associating with Nazis and domestic terrorists because they're the ones that are funding them. It's not Trump. It's not the Republicans. It's not America first candidates. It's it's the Biden regime and our corrupt uh, federal law enforcement agencies, as I exposed this week. So it was a really massive story. It received millions of views. Another story that I broke this last weekend is uh, one of the uh, one of the individuals who actually entered the Capitol on J6 was a man by the name of Sergei Debinin. And 
until I released this information, nobody knew about the fact that the FBI had known information that he was a Ukrainian spy operative. So after I released my information about the federal assets with uh, with this uh, individual who had traveled to Ukraine uh, as an asset, I was approached by Jacob Chansley, who is one of the uh, January 6 prisoners. He came to be known as the QAnon shaman, probably the most famous of the January 6ers, the guy that was wearing the Viking horns. And he actually is now out on probation and approached me and said, I saw your reporting and I wasn't able to talk about this till now. But during my interrogation, uh, the FBI showed me a photo of this uh, guy who took a photo with me and he showed me the photo. The person pictured was Sergei Dubinin, a Ukrainian. And they said, how do you know this Ukrainian spy? And so while our DOJ is trying to send patriots to jail for 20 years for nonviolent crimes, they have hid the fact that a Ukrainian spy operative, actually multiple Ukrainian spies, penetrated the United States Capitol on January 6th. That's an act of war, Lou, by Ukraine against the United States of America. And yet the Biden regime has rewarded them by sending them $200 billion. So uh, Newsweek had picked up my report. Uh, I know that this information uh, has made its way to uh, to President Trump and his team. Uh, but of course, the media doesn't want to talk about it. It's enormous. It completely changes the implications of January 6th. And uh, in my opinion, uh, the 2024 presidential election. There is so much about January 6th, Laura, that we don't know yet. It is a great shame. We'll sort of t- circle back to where we began and talking about Kevin McCarthy. For some reason, he has not been willing to release all of that video to the American public, to all of the attorneys, all of the people who've been hundreds of whom are now still political prisoners of the Biden regime and the Marxist left in this country. That video has still not been released. We know so much more now about uh, involvement. We know that uh, the chief of the Capitol Police uh, was denied the intelligence uh, about what was uh, in prospect uh, purposely. We don't know or if it was inadvertent, but he thinks it was purposeful. And we know for a fact that uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi refused to accept President Trump's offer of 10,000 troops. We also now find out uh, about these uh, Ukrainian spies uh, that uh, apparently were engaged uh, in some sort of activity. We don't know specifically what on January 6th. All of this without any apparent, quote unquote, knowledge of the FBI. They refuse to comment and they've still are stonewalling the Congress. There is no oversight over our FBI, our intelligence agencies. And that's what I was going to say is this isn't just law enforcement. This is our the nation's premier intelligence agencies, the NSA, the CIA, the DIA, uh, the State Department intelligence. Uh, all of them are in on the deal. And the American people right now are struggling to get the truth. And we appreciate your efforts, Laura, in making uh, possible uh, a lot more uh, knowledge than would be available otherwise to the American public. Uh, We're going to ask you for your concluding thoughts. We always give our guests the last word, Laura. Thanks for being with us here today. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I completely agree with you. And I do believe that's probably why uh, the House Republicans don't want to release the January 6th tapes like they have falsely claimed they have and falsely 
uh, promise multiple times because they don't want our country knowing that Ukrainian spy operatives penetrated the capital on J6 because that would have massive implications against our country and the current Russia-Ukraine war. Uh, but um, but I, you know, there's so much more uh, developing on this. I'm going to be publishing my reports on my Substack. Uh, that's where people can follow me. That's uh, my Substack is lauralumer.substack.com. They can also follow me on Twitter, uh, Getter, Truth Social, and Gab at Laura Loomer. And uh, as always, I just want to thank you again for having me on your show. It's a pleasure, and I, I just think that uh, you're you're such an icon uh, when it comes to the American, uh, you know media world and it's a shame how you were treated by fox news i know i tell you that every single time i see you but i just i take time every time i talk to you to repeat it because people just need to know what a disgrace it is that people like yourself with so much to offer uh that are speaking so much truth are blackballed and blacklisted but that's the state of our 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 journalistic affairs in this country today it's a travesty and i think that uh you are an absolute hero uh, to the world of american journalism lou well, I, Laura, I certainly appreciate that, and thank you for those kind words. Uh, I will, I will say, as uh, everybody is, I'm not a person who has ever been a victim. Uh, I've, I've spoken the truth as I see it, and uh, have considered that my obligation as a, a journalist, as a host of any show, uh, where I my responsibility is to bring the world as I see it, and I will continue to do exactly that. I enjoy uh, all of our conversations on the air and off, and I can't wait to talk to you soon right here on The Great America Show once again. Thanks Thank so much, you. Laura Loomer. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Laura Loomer, a great American, outstanding investigative journalist. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Tomorrow, our guest is journalist Emerald Robinson. Please join us for that tomorrow and each and every weekday. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And be sure to go to LouDobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. And may God bless and save America. <laughs>